0: good evening everyone and thank you for listening to the futurati podcast where we dive into how emerging technologies will impact the world and your bank account i'm trent fowler and joining me as always is my co-host thomas fry thomas and i are futurists keynote speakers and consultants with decades of experience in analyzing trends and communicating new developments to audiences across the world reach out to us at slash contact-futurati if you'd like to hire us for consulting to speak at your event or to advertise on our podcast Thomas, we just wrapped up episode 125 uh, about knowledge avatars where uh, Emiliano De Laurentius and his team have used G- chat GPT, or I'm sorry, GPT-3 and similar sorts of technologies on the back end, hooked up some additional functionality in the front, and they've created a way for you to embody your knowledge in an artifact in a way that could teach lots of other people. What, it would, what was your big takeaway from this episode?
1: Well, this is what a, a lot of companies have been hoping for: is to have mm-hmm. the ability to. So, if somebody has questions about, and to get on your website, they have questions. They want they want to know more, and it's just something that's an easy thing to do. Just uh, click on this uh, human-looking person, and uh, and it'll give you the answers to your questions, and it'll guide you through what you need to know. Um, that that I think that um, it gets rid of kind of the need for uh, call centers, customer service agents. Uh, at least moving in that direction. It's not there yet, but uh, yeah. So that's that's uh, I think what a lot of companies are aspiring towards. Well, in in a way there has been a broader strain
0: within science fiction that has been moving towards this as well so we still have a ways to go but this is one step in the direction towards the young lady's illustrated primer described in neil stevenson's classic science fiction work the diamond age and it also reminds me of danny hillis's aristotle program which is a similar sort of thing it's this really sophisticated uh piece of software that's able to guide you in an open-ended way through explorations of different topics break concepts down for you give you examples identify weak spots in your knowledge have you shore them up that that sort of thing it's uh a a sort of tutor but um a pretty non-trivial one so this isn't quite that but when you watch the interview and you see what they've got going on you can sort of see how this is a move in that direction and in general i'm really excited about it it's not like we have too many teachers in the world it's not like we have uh too many people who are well-educated i mean there's there's lots of gaps that need to be filled and i think that scaling this up would be something that would have a hugely positive impact on the world
1: yeah and he's he's been at this for over 40 years uh which kind of blows me away i mean this idea that uh they're talking about chatbots back in the 1980s um that's right. that's still pretty mind-boggling because that wasn't a term that was common in any way shape or form back then yeah yeah, so he's he's got kind of a lifetime of knowledge that he's bringing to the table here and um, and creating creating these uh, these avatars uh, and it's not no small uh, achievement to do something like this Um, so I certainly wish him the best and I hope he can uh, bring this out to the masses here very soon.
0: Absolutely. I feel exactly the same. And I wish you all the best in listening to episode 125 with Emiliano de Laurentiis. <laughs> Tonight, we're joined by Emiliano de Laurentius. Emiliano is a trained cognitive psychologist with a lifelong interest in lifelong learning and an impressive record of using technology to enhance educational outcomes. In the 80s, his Arrakis Advantage series was the first educational software to use chatbots. In the 90s, he launched a website that brought adaptive student specific learning to the internet. Today, his knowledge avatars platform is making it possible for experts in any domain to create robot tutors with the potential to educate millions of people. If you enjoy this interview, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. And don't forget to check out our website FuturatiPodcast.com. Emiliano, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure being here. Let's hear a little bit about your background, your interests and what brought you to working on the problems that you're working on today.
2: Yeah, well, um, all my life, I've been trying to make learning easier. And that has been uh, that has been the main driver of my of my work. Uh, AI has just been one of those tools that has been made uh, made that possible. Um, you know, I started doing using AI in, in the 1980s. in one of our earlier projects called uh, the Arrakis Advantage that was published by uh, by Prentice Hall and by uh, and, and funded by Cole's notes and Cliffs notes. Cliffs Nose and close had a partnership. So, in, in I was in Canada at the time. I was uh, uh, just uh, had just graduated from um, from McGill University in, in educational psychology and in, in, in cognitive sciences, and started my own company with uh, with a group of AI experts and uh, uh, and we were you know people who were working on uh, uh, expert systems, or medical diagnosis uh all those kinds of issues and uh and so we uh, i started looking at how can what how can we intersect pedagogy um learning and uh and technology and uh and, you know technology was my was my passion it was it was my hobby actually uh but they the cognitive sciences and the and educational psychology was was what i was trained in and that's and that's really what I started looking at is how, how can we intersect those three things, and uh, and that's the first project we had. We had uh, the Arrakis Advantage had a chatbot called probably the first chatbot uh, uh, used in education ever. That's chatbot,
0: um, chatbot.
2: Yeah, chatbot. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, we, yeah, we With, had, we uh... developed uh, we, we developed we developed a system called uh, Socrates. So Socrates was uh, was a was a uh, um, was the um, engine that we developed at, at that time. That was in nineteen eighty two or eighty three, and um, and you could you could uh, talk to uh, our, our chatbot and, uh, and ask and ask the questions about about uh, you know about, uh, you know, uh, uh, educational uh, give give you examples. Uh, yeah teach you uh, ask you could ask questions about uh you know what is uh whatever, whatever the concept is you know and and, and 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 uh so 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 we had this, uh, an interface that was voice oriented that was chat oriented before before chatbots were, were there you know existed in the, in the marketplace
1: yeah i had that's no idea about... chatbots were around in 82 that's uh yeah way earlier than most people uh, understood the term or anything at that point
2: <laughs> well, we based uh, we based it on some of the earlier research in psychology. Uh, there was some early re- research where people uh, we had they had a, a, a service uh, sort of a, a type a type based chatbot and people were were looking at were doing research to see if if you were you know, I can't remember the name of, of the of the project at the moment but it was a, um, uh, a, a, a an online psychologist, and so you would ask the questions, and it would respond with with very basic responses like "uh-huh," you know, mm-hmm, that is a good," "yes, it's a good question." Uh, tell me more about your about your family. Tell me more about your about your parents. <laughs> and, uh, and, that, and that system was 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 tried out in the sixties. I think um uh, the name will come to me at some point. <laughs> in any case that's, that research was done in the 60s and uh, it was very disturbing because they just dis- they discovered that uh, people reacted to this, uh, this very basic chatbot technology uh, you know, as if it was a real a real therapist. Uh but it was a uh, it was a precursor to what we have today in, in chatbot technology.
0: What uh what technologies were you using to build those intelligent systems in the 80s? I mean, this was pre-neural networks, pre-SK Learn, pre-all the stuff I use. So I'm just curious as to what that actually looked like. Yeah, it
2: was all uh, we built it all in C. Uh it was all uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was all proprietary, uh and um, uh we we had natural language processing that, that we that we designed ourselves and uh they basically allowed us to uh, uh you know it, it was looking it, it was looking for certain you know key key uh words or key phrases and uh and, and uh, could use that information in fact that's that's we developed 18 products for that technology and uh i received some information just just about two or three years ago somebody from india called me and said oh, you know i've been I've been looking for you for uh, 40 years. We've been using software, your software in India. And uh, we've been teaching uh, math and science with your technology. And uh, it's it's, it's a
0: pleasure finally meeting you. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's a long time. Well, It amazes me. Like, how would they use it? I mean, how did you distribute it such that they could still use it? Like, 40-year-old software is kind of tricky to run sometimes, especially if nobody's been maintaining it. So I don't even know how they're doing it.
2: I have uh, I have an uh, I have an old PC uh, that I can ru- that, that I can still run the software on. It runs on floppy disks, so we developed our own operating system. So basically, uh, you stick it, you stick the floppy disk into your machine, and it and, and it took over DOS. It just it just eliminated DOS. Actually, it just took took over the, the system uh, because we de- we developed an operating system that was um, that that uh, essentially. Um, you we, we could program once create content once and then and then it, it generated code for five different operating systems so we were we were running on the apple on the apple, ibm pc uh, this is this is this was before uh, macintosh so it was just apple pc commodore 64 trs 80 <laughs> and there was a fifth one but i i think atari Atari computer uh uh-huh. and uh, we based it on the similar technology that you had uh, with um, Pascal, the Pascal P code. Mm-hmm. I, don't if I don't know if you're familiar with that. So Pascal, when you wrote, when you wrote code in Pascal, the language Pascal, it basically interpreted it into into a, a, what they called P code. And P code was sort of a layer between the the operating system and, uh, and the and the higher level language. And so, so you just had to have that that interpreter at the, uh, for for each operating system um, and, that, and that and that's and that's essentially what, what we did, we had an interpreter for each of those the different operating systems well,
1: you've you uh, kind of you've kind of, uh, you've kind of yourself into a whole different realm of AI now. Um, tell us about the projects you're working on today,
2: yeah. so um Again, on on the theme of trying to make education easier and learning easier, uh, I, I I started developing knowledge avatars. So let me first explain to you why 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 it's called knowledge avatars. Because that's because even though our technology has to do with uh, with AI and uh, and chat, it it's, it goes beyond that. Uh, so. Um, what is an avatar? An avatar in, in, in the gaming industry is a representation of your of yourself in the game. Uh, but what is an avatar originally? Originally, an avatar is a representation of a per, of a deity on Earth in in, the, mm-hmm. in Hinduism. That's that is what an avatar is. It's the representation of of a, of a of a deity on Earth. Uh, so a knowledge avatar is a representation of your knowledge in cyberspace. So, so the goal of Knowledge Avatars, which I, I started seven years ago, before, uh, before chat GPT and before OpenAI, <laughs> uh, was to represent your knowledge uh, as, as, a, as an instructor, as, a, as an expert, uh, to represent your knowledge in, 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 in an entity so that, so that it could teach for you in the way that you teach when, when, when you're not available. So to be your, um, your your teaching assistant, basically, and that is and that is the goal. That has been the goal of Knowledge avatars, and that, is, and that is what we offer today.
0: So, what is the point of having it be an avatar? Like, can you describe the avatar a little bit to me? Is it actually a little character that looks like me? Is it just Clippy from you know the early days of Windows? What what does this actually look like?
2: Yeah, yeah. Please don't explain. Don't uh, don't take, use Clippy as an example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bad one. You know, that that destroyed uh, a lot of uh, perceptions of people people's perceptions. Um, so, so first of all, uh, an avatar can be anything. It doesn't have, it doesn't have to be uh, an actual character. Uh, it can it can be just text by itself, or or, or it could be. Uh, some kind of animation it could be a blob it could be a glowing light as in uh, as in 2001 a space odyssey <laughs> you know so it could be as any, any character that you want uh generally we find and, and the research shows that people relate more to um to to an actual person an actual character um but there's a but there's a balance you know you have to balance it between you know I don't know if, I don't know if you've heard the term uh, uh, uncanny valley, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so you don't want things to be to feel so creepy, so you know, kind of not quite human-like enough uh, that they that it looks creepy. Um, yeah, you know, like uh, like Sophia uh, or the you know the bot Sophia that that is now uh, a citizen of Saudi Arabia. Uh, in my opinion, is a creepy <laughs> is
1: a creepy yeah, bot. Yeah.
0: Man, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So can you uh, can you give us a demonstration and kind of talk us through um, how this thing this whole thing works and uh, give us maybe one of your more common applications for it?
2: Yeah, I can. Um, so so let me explain one thing in the advance of my, the demo um, is that. Um, what what we what we have done is not rather than just creating a chatbot that just answers your questions, we wanted to optimize the bot to, to be able to teach. so what what would what would what would, what, would, what would make an an ideal tutor is is really the question that we try to ask ourselves like what would it be what would what would be an ideal tutor? So an ideal tutor is 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 a tutor that can answer your questions. But it also is. It's also a tutor that can show you what are the um, knowledge gaps that uh, that you may have. What are the prerequisites that you need for particular any particular concept? It's also a tutor that can present not just uh, definitions, but also can provide you with examples and and, and at, at, at any number of levels or no, any number of examples for particular. For a particular concept, and so uh, we have designed our bots to to work on a concept by concept level. The, the concept is actually the 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 essence of um, of uh, of knowledge. It's sort of the it's the atom of knowledge. So a concept. What is a concept? A concept is a um, is is a description of a particular uh, entity. Um, it is an idea. Um, it is a process, and uh, you have a you have a generalization of a concept. But you can also have, but you also have uh, example. Um, so generalization. Once you have that generalization of a concept embedded in your schema, your in your brain, then you totally understand it. So if you understand a chess tactic, then you totally understand that chess chess tactic. Uh, if you uh, if you don't really understand what a chess tactic is then um yeah then what what you need is examples to give you to to, in fact the train that's that is how bots are trained today right you 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 provide a boss with many many examples until they can generalize and uh and uh and and, uh and represent that particular concept so we're trying to do the reverse with humans we're trying to give people that uh the, the the general uh generalization of a particular concept, and in and do, and doing it with many examples. That is, that is the essence of how we learn. Um, it's, it's, it's actually quite simple.
0: Hello, this is Trent Fowler, co host of the Futurati podcast. One of the most common pieces of marketing advice I've come across is to know your audience and give them what they want. One difficulty in podcasting is that it's actually pretty hard to do this. None of the major platforms give us any way to reach out to you, our listeners, to find out what you enjoy about the Futurati podcast and what you'd like to see done differently. So we've decided to record this commercial and ask you directly to reach out to us. Head over to futuratipodcast.com, go to the contact page and drop us a line. Tell us about your favorite and least favorite episodes, what you'd like to see us cover in the future and anything else you want us to know. We produce this show for you and we want your advice so we can make it even better. Thank you.
2: So, um, so if you like, I'll, I'll share my screen and, uh, I'll, I'll uh, demonstrate, uh, how, how uh, we can learn with the uh, chess, with uh, our chess bot.
1: Okay. As, as, as we're moving into the screen sharing mode here, uh, can you kind of talk through what, what things we're seeing and, um, uh, is this something that would appear on a computer that you're using? Okay. okay. So you see a screen. Okay.
2: So what we have what we have here is um our chess guru. And our all of our so our the knowledge avatars platform is a platform where you can train your bot. Okay. It's very simple. There's no programming involved at all. And you can go in and start training your bot from day one. And within hours, you can have your a bot that, that, that teaches people using your knowledge and using your content. Uh, so um, you could just you could select. Uh, we're making some updates right now. So in, in the near future, within the next few weeks, two weeks, actually, you'll be able to select your bot, uh, select your character, uh, even select your language. We have we support 33 languages right now. Uh, our bots, are, you know, we've had, we have bots uh, that, that, have, that speak uh, Korean, that speak uh, Spanish, and so on. Um, and we can also customize the bot to look like you. Like you, uh, We don't have an automated system for that yet, but that will come this year. We're, we're in the process of working on that as well. So, so you can have a bot that looks just, you know, pretty much as, as close to you as possible. Uh, this bot, this little widget, the widget has a, a banner at the top that just describes what the what the bot is, and then we have a little a little rotating banner. This banner can be an advertisement or it could be simply instructions. Uh, we support our bots through advertising, um, but if you don't want advertisements, that's fine. We can just charge you for um, for uh, usage. So, so what what it boils down to is you could create your bots for free. And you can use your bot for free, as long as you don't mind us uh, having advertisements. And we pay you twenty percent uh, of advertising fees. So, so, so the creator, the, your, the person who, who trains the bot, can can be generating uh, revenue from from their own bot. So, uh, our bot—you can speak to our bot with voice or or, or text. Uh, so, you had a question
1: um now d- does this does the question have to be focused on chess then
2: or can it be so each each bot each bot has its own knowledge base we're we're f- focusing each bot has its own expertise so yes in this case our this particular bot its expertise is is, uh, is chess um but we have other bots we have bots in accounting and uh, um, uh algebra <laughs> uh history and, and so on. So every bot has a different has different a, We could give uh, any particular bot more than one knowledge base. It's sort of like the matrix. If you remember the matrix, it would jack up their brain and and uh and the person could could develop new knowledge just by getting jacked up. We could do the same thing with the with the bot. So any particular bot can have more than one knowledge base. But generally we're we're focusing on one knowledge base at a time
0: okay so just you just ask it a question like how it would respond to the queen's gambit or how it would open
2: well so we could we started off by uh, making sure that she she knows we're talking about uh, about chess and so this this uh, usually we start off with
0: something like tell me about chess so she talks you have voice synthesis technology right is it pretty good voice synthesis
2: Oh yeah, well, it's based on we we use Alexa system, same same technology. It's Amazon's poly. Uh, so uh, we, we use the same technology that uh, that uh, is used by Amazon.
0: Talk to me a little bit about the training process. What is what does that look like? So how how would I go well, through creating a, a bot and offloading my knowledge?
2: So um, training uh, involves. Um, identifying which concepts you want the bot to know about. So for example, in chess, if I can, I can take you to the page. Oh, like, I don't know why my screen is here. Oh, here we go. No. Yeah. <clears throat> so our future bots, in the near future, we're gonna be as realistic as, as what you see here. That is, that's that's our, our next, our next uh, iteration.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah. I'd say you're on the other side of the uncanny valley. Yeah. Oh, yes. Cybersecurity. So,
2: so now here we are uh, in, in, the, in the chess uh, section. Uh, so basically, um, you, you know, here are this is so, so this is what you're looking at right now is a knowledge matrix. A knowledge matrix is basically all of the concepts that you trained your bot in. And, and what it shows you are, are the individual concepts like like rook for example and the capturing and pond structure and it also shows you what are prerequisites to which other concepts so for example openings you have stages controlling the center pond structure castling and development so this these are related to openings uh so you can ask about tell me about openings or tell me or well, what else do I need to know? It'll tell you uh, you need to know about controlling the center, the pond structure, castling, and development. These are the prerequisites to understanding about openings. So, so really um, it acts like a tutor, like I said, to 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 help you understand what how how, uh, well, uh, you know, how the topic works. So yeah. it's, a, it's a higher level. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: I was going to ask. So. Do I, as the user, put the structure in, or does it discover it by doing something like topic modeling over a knowledge dump? Because you you could feed it a lot of documents and it plausibly could learn a structure from that with some kind of clustering, right. or like entity extraction right. and clustering on top of that. So do I have to tell it? Can it learn its own concepts?
2: Right now, right now what you do is you, you tell it. Uh, we, we have a project in, in place right now where it will interview the experts and, and learn from the experts. Uh, But right now, what you do is you go into the back end and you simply scroll down and simply tell it, here are are the prerequisites. So for this particular concept, these are prerequisites and uh, and and that's that's basically it. And it it, it creates the, the diagram for you.
1: So you've been working on this for quite a while. Um, and it's been rather recent when ChatGPT came out and suddenly uh, took off like a rocket and became the the fastest growing uh, app yeah. of all times. Uh, how has that changed the way you think about this and how has that changed your business model?
2: It hasn't actually uh, we we use all open eye technology in the back end so for example if I I can speak to I could talk to uh, our our bot here about chess if I ask her um, this just give you an example tell me about tactics all right so so she responds with the information that I gave it. Including the video, the uh, the uh, image that I also that I also gave it right. So this this so the widget itself can be on any website, and will respond with specifically what I, as the instructor, wanted wanted to respond with. But if I respond, if but if I ask it something like uh, that's totally uh, not random, but something that is that I didn't train it with. Uh, for example, if I say, um, uh, you know, which is. Uh, Bobby uh, Fischer's best—I guess it's not spelled that way—Fischer's best uh, game. <laughs> let's see what let's see what it says.
0: So it says Bobby Fischer's best game is widely considered to be his win over Donald Byrne in the 1956 U.S. Chess Championship. It has come to be yeah. known as the game of the century due to its complexity and brilliance okay so right. that came so... so it
2: went to that came from gpt3 okay and uh so one of the things that we you know one thing that you know you have if you've been reading you know, i'm sure you've been reading the news uh chat gpt is not usually accurate <laughs> uh so it, it 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 tends to it tends to it's like a it's like a it's like a student trying to look smart in an essay but 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 we're talk, but but doing a little bit of uh, bullshitting along the way, right so right uh, so what so what we're doing is we are uh, creating um, um, we're asking we're asking the Gp three system questions and we're, and we're and we're trying to filter that out as well to make sure that the that the content is, is is as accurate as possible. I'm sure that that we may come out. Some of our queries will not be accurate as well, but in general, uh, we're, we're looking at non, non-critical qu- queries. will go to GPT three, so that so that uh, uh, so in, like in this case, uh, this this seems to be. Uh, I, I would have to confirm it, but it seems to be uh, an accurate an accurate an uh, accurate response.
0: Interesting. So you've got some so, kind of so, fact you got some kind of fact. Yeah, so there.
2: we're doing we're doing some some kind we're doing some checking. I particularly we're we're filtering out content that is that is inappropriate. Uh, so in in, in particular because we're we're also dealing with with schools, we want to make sure that the, a lot of our content is uh, is uh, is appropriate. So it's, so it's, it's, so we filter content that is uh, that is sexual or 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 violent in nature. Oh, and, and none of those responses, none, none of those queries, will go to GPT three or to OpenAI.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. So, have you? How far do you plan on pushing in the direction of generative AI? Have you thought about using Stable Diffusion for some of the image generation, or trying to have it make short films or something like that to illustrate concepts?
2: Well, um, we haven't really into that at the moment I think our, I think our focus right now is is to make it as easy as possible for any teacher to create their own uh, knowledge avatar so that their knowledge avatar can represent what they are teaching you know they're using their images using their videos using their words and so that so that when our goal is that every teacher on, on earth can have their own, knowledge avatar uh and and and, and they, so they can use that knowledge avatar to to to, to promote to to help to uh, as, as a teaching assistant to help them teach um we're not trying to create a general intelligence that is not our goal that's, that's what open ai is trying to do i don't think i think they're they have a ways to go before they can they're, they're going to succeed in that uh but um but like i said we you know we we're still you know we will be using over the US technology in the back end as much as much as we can to to uh, to enhance what we what we're doing so that uh, so the teacher doesn't doesn't have the burden of 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 having trained the boss completely themselves
0: are you enjoying this episode of the futurati podcast if so please like it give the show a five star rating on apple podcast spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and share it with your friends by far, the best way to help us grow is to spread the word on social media, which will expose our content to more people and help us continue to bring you interviews with world-leading experts in AI, quantum computing, cryptocurrencies, and so much more. Thank you in advance.
1: So, so give us an idea of what uh, what the learning curve is for a teacher that um, is learning to program your own avatar um, to to work with it on a regular basis, but. It's, how many hours are involved and, and, um, and I'm sure there's a beginner level and kind of intermediate and expert levels. Uh, how many hours are involved in any of those levels?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. The, generally, uh, we've had people learn how to program in about you know, less than an hour. Uh, Actually, you know, I, I, I use the word program that's very loose, loose <laughs> loosely. Um, it's really about, uh, it's not about programming, but about re- representing their knowledge. I think most most people most people are used to thinking in terms of stories, in terms of uh, lectures. And uh, really, really the, 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 lar- the biggest challenge is for people to start thinking, what are the concepts that I need to teach? What are the basic you know, what let's break down the concepts in this in this body of knowledge that i'm teaching whether whether i'm teaching public speaking or i'm teaching uh, algebra what are the basic concepts and we have an, we have an algorithm to help to help people do, do that it's, it's actually quite simple and uh, and so the so the and, and we have a bot that teaches that 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 teaches people how to create knowledge avatars so you can you could chat with our bot to help you learn how to how to create knowledge avatars, and uh, and for more you know, and, and people who prefer to use, to work with a human, we we have a we have a support system where we will provide uh, you know, support. But generally, but generally, the algorithm is, is is this: you start off at a higher level. Let's say you're we're talking about um, osmosis. And so you, you so you so you define you define osmosis. What is osmosis? So so you define osmosis, and then within that definition, you pick out other words that are that are that are concepts with that that you're using to define osmosis. <laughs> right? So for example, uh, uh, a a, bar- a barrier a barrier uh, is used in 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 defining osmosis. So what is a barrier? So now you define that, and that becomes a prerequisite for you to understand what osmosis is. And so, and, and then, so now you, and then you define barrier. What is it, and, and in that definition, you may find words that also need definitions. So if you use that algorithm, uh, you can easily build your knowledge matrix and, and have a structure that basically says, okay, that basically represents all of the concepts and all the prerequisites that are required to, to teaching that concept um I've had uh you know we, we went through that process for example with uh with an accounting uh, professor and uh after he went through that process he, he says well you know, I finally understand how to teach accounting <laughs> <laughs> and I, now I understand why it is that so many of my students don't understand me in class because we make so many assumptions when we're teaching things about uh, about what stu- about what students know and, uh, and and those so so, so uh, defining those prerequisites and, and, and sub sub concepts is is really essential to to having a good knowledge uh, structure. So really, what we're doing is we're teaching people how to be knowledge engineers. But it's not it's not yeah. difficult. It's just it's just a, it's just an algorithm. Uh, and at some point, we'll have a, we'll have a bot that does it for people. But uh, but still, if we to if we want to keep it personalized. Or for the individual tutor or the individual instructor, then, we, then we'll still have to have the instructor uh, either speaking to the bot or interacting with the bot at some level to, to train the bot in some way.
0: That's really interesting. Can you, uh, in, in the closing minutes here, tell us a little bit about what knowledge avatars have in store for us, what, what's coming down the pipe the next few iterations?
2: Yeah, <clears throat> well, um, for one thing, uh, we will have, uh,
0: very soon we'll
2: have the ability to, um, to, um, to create a bar that looks just like you, like like, like the instructor, uh, very, very rapidly. Right now we could do it in less than a week, but there's a certain cost involved. It's not it's not a high high cost, but there is a cost. Um, and uh, we're, but we're hoping that we'll, we can make that as uh, as free as possible within within, within the next few uh, few months. And uh, and uh, the main the main you know, we're we're in the process of reinvigorating our whole website and 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 changing the user interface and uh, um, and uh, just making it a lot easier. So so within the next few weeks, we should be able to have, people should be able to create their, their own knowledge avatar within, within two or three clicks and and uh, have and have a, and have a, a knowledge avatar that, that that they can place on their website uh very, very 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 rapidly um we're also sure. going to have larger bots we have bots that are right now our bots are about 300 pixels wide uh we have bots that are that are um um they're also that are going to be um um uh, 600 pixels wide and 800 pixels wide so they can take up they got the whole screen and they get become they become very uh, uh immersive at that point um oh, and the other thing I should add is that we are, are also looking at um incorporating our bots in the in VR in fact we have a few projects in mind right now that uh well few the, 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 the projects in the works where we are doing uh, for example we're doing sports training where, with the bots in VR uh, I have a demo for that if you're interested in a 2 minute video Describes that, um, but we have um, we're doing a, a project uh, with uh, with rugby training, and uh, that eventually will be, will be in other sports as well uh, to teach uh, people. Where our bot will help will help coaches determine what it is that, that they should be teaching. But we're going to be using VR to to demonstrate different uh, different different positions and and, and uh, different uh, strategies.
0: Do you need a dynamic and knowledgeable speaker for an event? Thomas Fry and me, Trent Fowler, are both seasoned keynote speakers, able to converse on a wide array of topics to audiences of all sizes and skill levels. Go to the contact page at futuratipodcast.com to book Thomas or myself today, and let us apply our years of experience in public speaking to make your event a smashing success.
1: So Google's been talking a lot about their uh, AI program called BARD, and um that's it, supposed to be um supposedly way more advanced than chat gpt um yeah. is is that something you could incorporate into this as well or you you don't have enough information yet to make that determination or how sh- what you're thinking about that
2: yeah we haven't looked into that yet uh, I, i've talked to some of the people um, at, at google recently to to see what what they have uh, in the works. Um, but from what I see, uh, all these systems are what you know, these companies are trying to um, have a general purpose bot, that can respond to almost any question. I think I think the the uh, the direction that they are going in is that they are going the is that they will have an intelligent search engine. I think I think Google will have that, and Chat GPT will 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 become that. Um, it's I mean it's true they could, they could write poetry, they could write essays, and so on. Uh, but again, you have to fact check those 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 systems. I think I think all of those capabilities are very are very impressive, and I've used them myself. I've used them to to write uh, a short. Uh, Descriptions of things, or even re- use them to write uh, resumes to see how well it would do. <laughs> I mean, we use tools like that, like Grammarly. We use tools, uh, similar tools, uh, in in different um, different venues. But I think that um, I think that if you want to be able to depend on the project on on the, on the bot, uh, you, you know, they they will have to be a lot more accurate. So I think I think the, you know they'll, they'll they'll you know they'll be their initial success will be; it will replace uh, a Google search because that's all Google search, searches today are So, are so inefficient. And you who know, mm-hmm. who wants to uh, you know you do a search and you get you get three ads and uh, and five uh, articles. Uh, so how how is that helpful? You know, so I think that the you know, the the uh, the bots are certainly making that a lot more efficient.
0: Well, where would you like us to send people who want to learn more about this project and your work more generally? Well, thank you.
2: Um, Well, uh, we have uh, our website is knowledgeavatars.com. And uh, um, there are, uh, besides the general descriptions of what we're doing, we have a blog uh, as well. Uh, So we we publish regular articles on, on the subject. And uh, so, so that is uh, that is one one place where people can uh, can learn more about what we're doing. And uh, certainly, I'm always available to talk to people. And what Fantastic. we are doing, what we're looking for is is partners. You know, that is our main goal. We're looking for uh, people who are uh, either uh, learning management systems, uh, educate you know, uh, educators, but mostly companies, uh, organizations that are involved in. In, in, in training other people, we you know we want to provide the tools for people to create these knowledge avatars that help uh, that help particular organizations, whether they're individual professors or organizations that teach, you know, that teach uh, uh, large companies on on, mm-hmm. on on specifics. I mean, that's one thing. That's one area where knowledge avatars will will shine is that we can teach uh, your organization about the things that you that matter to you um chat gpt or or bard will never have that knowledge really about how you know how your salesforce program will for example uh, uh enhance for somebody somebody's uh, sales capabilities
0: all right well fantastic yeah this has uh, been a lot of fun it's a fascinating application of this technology it's something we've all been waiting for for a really long time and i'm glad to see that you've made such progress tying it all together and getting a product product ready to go Yeah, thank
2: you i, I really i really appreciate being on the, on the show
0: well absolutely appreciate it Emiliana. we will uh we'll include links to your work and we'll let you know when it all goes live best of luck with future endeavors
2: very good thank you very much
0: okay. all
1: right thank you
2: okay bye now